Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live. Well, yes, we are recorded live just barely on the uh, last Wednesday of May, I mean April. 2015. This is Chuck Bartok speaking to you from the banks of the Sacramento River uh, with our Wednesday episode of You Can Build It Your Business. Almost didn't make it tonight again. Our lovely rescue dog Lacey was with us all day at the doctor's office. We got home, uh, let her out of the car. I came in the house to check the phone and Shirley went out on the patio and Lacey must have seen a cat and she was gone and an hour and a half later, we find her with a cat treed <laughs> euphemistically under the house of a neighbor. And, uh, so anyway, um, I didn't know if I'd make it back to the house in time for the call, but we're here, Lacey's here, and all is good. I'm going to leave the line just a moment and answer this other call. Just Hello, anybody there? Well, I guess uh, whoever it was wanted to talk to me uh, didn't stick around long enough. So, anyway, uh, probably I got back late, of course, from the doctors, and uh, we're going through some uh, interesting tests and so on to make sure everything's okay for Shirley to have a little surgery coming up pretty quick and all looks good, but it's always scary. That's kind of uh, what a lot of us uh, experience in life in general especially when we deal with new things, new ideas, new concepts. Uh, I think every one of us have a little trepidation sometimes. But as we know that one way to get over it is to get over it and go ahead and charge forward. In most instances, your intuition works, especially in the business world. Uh, all of us own more power than we give ourselves credit for. Uh, your subconscious has been accumulating information, good or bad, for a long time. Hopefully, uh, those of you that have been following us for a long time have uh, trained your subconscious to put good garbage in, <laughs> garbage in, garbage out, put in good stuff, so good stuff comes out to your subconscious mind, from your subconscious mind. Um, that's truly how people build businesses. There's really not a lot of secret to it. It's not a complicated situation. What it is is... Uh, uh, focus, the ability to make decisions, make decisions uh, based on beliefs that you have, regardless of what other people may. But it is good, of course, to uh, mastermind with those who maybe have had the experience, um, maybe with those who have taken a different approach to solve problems. Uh, masterminding with other people is very good. And, of course, we always enter a mastermind with our palms down instead of our palms up. Every one of us has something to offer to a mastermind alliance. Uh, we cannot sell ourselves short. I have yet to meet a person that doesn't have a wealth of experience to share, regardless if they're in their 20s, 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever, 70s and 80s. Obviously, the longer God gives us an opportunity to live here on earth, uh, we have the opportunity uh, to gain more experiences. What we do with those experiences, what we learn from those experiences, and how we apply action to those experiences pretty much dictates the lifestyle that we'll live. 
in the United States today, we're witnessing the last uh, four or five days another absolute tragedy, uh, a tragedy that has definitely been focused on blaming. It's the blame game. Uh, I, I don't. I'm sorry. It's the way it is. When the mayor blames her own people and her own, I mean, the whole thing. It's it's, it's ludicrous. It's absolutely ludicrous. Uh, one solution, by the way, is let's throw more money at it. Let's throw more money at what? Let's throw more money at enslaving people by allowing them to have sustenance, just bare sustenance, so that we can keep them into under our control. And that's what the plantations of Baltimore are. They're, they're organized plantations, so the masters, those in Washington, those in the, in the mayoral house, those in the governor's house, uh, can, can maintain control over the masses. We just keep you just a little bit fed. And don't take away your incentive, take away your abilities, take away uh, morals, take away uh, strength. Uh, what do we got? We got a bunch of slaves to do what we wanted our uh, bid and calling. And pretty much that's where a lot of these inner city uh, systems work. Um, the, uh, I mean, it's just ludicrous. It doesn't have to be that way, and we don't need billions of dollars to bail it out. What we need is for every kid in grammar school to be taught the virtues shown in Proverbs. Let them read from the books written in the late 1880s. Let them have a taste of the new thought age. Let them realize the power from within and how, how much power they have and what they can do applying that power to their own good and therefore to the good of humanity. Uh, you know, you, you, you really... Uh, <laughs> there was a great conversation on a radio talk show coming home last night on the um, uh, selfishness. Uh, another thing that's weakened our society, weakened the backbone, and uh, deprecated that wonderful entrepreneurial spirit is this uh, attitude that I'm supposed to be unselfish. I'm supposed to be doing good for my fellow man. Well, first I have to do good for myself before I can do good for my fellow man. Remember, I made a statement to myself in 1960 that I want to live a life of autonomy and I want to live a life of helping others. But I also learned early on that I can't help anybody else unless I've helped myself. The mistakes I've made because... I didn't help myself get out of the mistakes. Uh, you know, and, and so we're, we're responsible for our own thing. That's just the bottom line of it. If we could teach that, which we have in the past, I was privileged to learn that way in the 50s and the 40s. Believe it or not, those were topics of conversation in grammar school. Yeah, not cultural diversity. God knows we had enough of that in South Chicago where every other kid spoke a different language, but we were all required to speak English. Even though we spoke other languages at home, when you were in school, you spoke English, and there was no ands, ifs, or buts about it. And nobody said they can't do it. They were taught self-reliance. They were taught that they have the power from within to do just about anything they want to. I know it all sounds Pollyannish. I know we all didn't become multimillionaires. I know everybody that I grew up with isn't driving Rolls Royces or have three homes or wear Rolex watches. In fact, what's really funny 
is the people that I did grow up with who became very successful. I only know one of them that ever bought a Rolex watch, and he couldn't see the reason why he spent so much money for something that was of little consequence. Because in the first place, who in the hell needs to know what time it is? Most of us know that intrinsically. What a great bill of goods we've been sold. You deserve a break today. The easy button. I've always asked, why do you deserve a break today? What in the hell did people do to deserve a break today? Oh, I went to work. Well, goody, goody. If you want things, you must apply yourself to obtain things. If you want more, then you must apply yourself more. There was an art, uh, we had a discussion on Facebook today in a group that I, a young man that I admire over in Australia. Um, a brilliant young marketer. In fact, we had, well, I didn't know all about this, but we actually had a conversation, face-to-face conversation. I have a Mac now, and I didn't know that bingo, and I didn't know Facebook had this Facebook face-off. Uh, all these things that I'm learning about, it's wonderful. I do know how to use social media, but I never had a way to video with people because I was using a PC that wasn't set up that way. But anyway, uh, we'd met and chatted, got to know each other better. The topic was, um, how do we say it? Oh, golly, Moses, there I go. Um, I got so excited about the new skill I learned. Um, the um, I, I was talking about selfishness and selflessness. Uh, we got to be selfish. Selfish to the point that we take care of ourselves first. Therefore, we have the power and ability to take care of others. Uh, you can't give that which you don't have. You can't give time for others if you haven't, if you don't have the time. And the only way you're going to have the time is to make sure that what you need for sustenance is coming in at a regular rate. And and the better you apply yourself, the easier that sustenance arrives, the easier that income flows. Uh, again, there's no secret to this. But my golly, I'm going to have to go here. Let's see, how do I do this Facebook? I mean, how do I do this Facebook thing? I know how to do the Facebook thing. I, I gotta, I've minimized these screens and all this great new talent that I'm somewhat learning. I don't know if it's good or not, but let me get up here and hold on. Oh, what is this? Hold on. I'm supposed to know all these people. Interesting. Anyway, we had a great conversation, and, uh, oh, I know what it was. It had to do with the topic that we were, but it was said so well. Oh, well, I'll, uh, let's forget that for a minute. <laughs> I'm looking for my audience, which isn't here today, to help me, because I'm still worried about the uh, situation that we almost had with uh, Lacey. Our, our rescue dog. It's very tragic. It is. It's tragic how. Oh, here is Yasi. How something like that can just throw us, throw us off off kilter. Uh, our, our rescue dog, who's become a part of our life in four months, and as I was looking for her, I I, I could imagine her lost. I could imagine her not knowing how to come home, and all these things. Uh, you know, just imagined. Uh, uh, the, the worst, instead of imagining the best, 
Where did we find her? Well, she had a cat treat uh, underneath the house. So um, anyway, but but it threw me off. Oh my gosh, the talk show, and I didn't get everybody uh, uh, notified that we're going to have it again. And uh, so here I am by myself. But you know, it's fun. I'm enjoying the opportunity to share whatever my life might you you might find interesting, and possibly you might be able to take something from it and uh, help yourself enjoy the things that you want to enjoy, the things that you've defined yourself to be. So, um, anyway, uh, he had a, like I said, he had a great, great argument, not argument, discussion. What do you want out of life? Maybe this is it. Let me see. Okay. No fancy or lofty predict. Pre- predications, yes, not predictions, and yes, have always had short-term and long-term financial milestones. They happened because of the energy and belief applied to the plans. Uh, kind of simple. Um, Mike Michelosi, of course, always has great things to say. Uh, Yossi Lavi, if you're on, on, uh, on Facebook, hook up with Yossi. That's Y-O-S-S-I. Last name is Lavi, I believe, L-A-V-Y, very nice gentleman up in the Melbourne area of Australia. And we were able to meet uh, because of the Facebook Connect. Uh, The other thing, I received a phone call from a gentleman that I met on the Internet probably eight years ago. He's starting a new business venture. We talk about networking. We talked then, and what he was offering wasn't of appeal to me, but we were intrigued with each other. We shared ideas And he called me back and wondered if I'd be interested in something new. And I took the time and energy to look at. No, it's not something I'm interested in today. But I asked him to please share me with his progress. Because as he grows his new venture, I'm sure there are many things that I can learn and can be helpful to me. And he seems to be the type of person who who would gladly share what his successes were and how he obtained them. And that's another thing that helps all of us uh, get better at whatever it is we decide to do. Don't be afraid to share. Don't be afraid to, to surround yourself with people of, as sometimes, sometimes they call it, like mine. And, of course, um, increase your um, abilities to network. Network marketing is not what networking really is. Networking is meeting people asking them questions and listening to their answers and tuck it away in the back of your subconscious mind. And when something comes up that's relevant to that information that you learned, you may be able to put them in touch with somebody that can help them or uh, vice versa. They may find something that helps you. So again, networking. Networking is something that People like myself do every day. I networked at the restaurant we uh, ate at today, at the doctor's office. I always I enjoy engaging people in conversation because I found out that most people are are just loving to to, to be engaged. Contrary to public opinion, uh, people are, are lonely. They really are. Uh, they're afraid to say something. Oh, my gosh, you know, you might offend somebody. Heck with offending somebody. If you're honest, you probably won't be offending anybody. 
So anyway, just some ideas to think about uh, on this beautiful Wednesday. I had uh, made a topic tonight of um, uh, sharing some social media ideas. Uh, I One thing I learned about the, uh, the Facebook um, video, I'm sure everybody listening to this call today, tomorrow, in the future knows all about that. I just found out about it. Wonderful way to talk to people. Uh, you know, it's face-to-face, belly-to-belly, about as close as you could be. He was in Melbourne, Australia. I'm here in Northern California. That's about as far as you can get apart. Yet we had an intimate conversation, shared things, watched facial expressions, got to know each other better. Wonderful social media tool if it's used properly, used with etiquette and used for the right reasons, getting to know people better. Uh, he didn't try to sell me anything, and I didn't try to sell him anything. We just asked each other a bunch of questions and got to know each other a little better. I did share a link or two to some articles that I thought would be of interest to him, but there was no financial remuneration involved in those for me whatsoever. So, again, social media can be a powerful thing. Google Plus has turned out to be a, a very uh, rewarding social platform, of course, along with Facebook and Twitter. Uh, I was getting more active on Twitter back a month or two ago, and it's funny, and we all suffer from this, I'm sure. Other things came up, that some new projects came on the table that needed a lot of focus and energy. I still visit Twitter. I read various tweets during the day, and I may retweet, and every once in a while I'll post, but I'm not there all day long. So uh, Twitter is a powerful thing. It does teach you to say something uh, with brevity, which is good. Uh, (laughs) It's a talent I need to uh, hone the skill a little stronger. I've never been known as a brief person. And uh, Google Google Plus has some great things uh, that that, that you're allowed to do that Facebook kind of throttles you a little bit. Um, So good places to be. And do they work? Yes. They work if you offer... If you post about things that you feel are relevant and of interest to those people who you are interested in based on what you found out about them during the liking and friending process, uh, do, do you read their profiles? Do you read how often they post? Do you read what they post about? That pretty much tells me, and I read the about page, and if there's nothing on the about page, the chances are I am not going to put that person very high up on my list. If they're not willing to let me know, to read about them, if they're not willing to use the bragging rights that Google Plus and Facebook allow us to have, to let the public know that we're pretty fine people, if they don't think that much about themselves, it's pretty hard for me to get all warmed up because... I'd I'd like to start talking to people who pretty much understand a little bit who they are and and have an inkling of the power from within, and then we can spend time expanding that to a greater level. Social media, does it work? Yes, it does. Does Can you make money in social media? Well, our clients do. It's been rewarding to me as an individual. Is it big money in a fast time? No, just like everything else. Um, I get a kick out of every day. Uh, there's a couple of very aggressive marketers who I'm on their mailing list because I love to watch their uh, progress. 
they get two or three mails a day telling me about the latest and greatest tool that's going to make me thousands of dollars an hour on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc., and Google+. How can somebody be so naive to think that quality prospects, people that you really want to do business with, would bite at that? My, I, I wrote one, but I said, 12 hours ago, you sent me another link to another product that ostensibly does the same thing as this one does. If you truly have my interest at the top of your list, which one of these is your recommendation? I'm getting an email from you that kind of indicates you recommend them both. I said, let's get some marketing skills. Let's learn how to talk to people, not to lists. That's the other big thing, list. How big is your list? Who cares how big your list is, ladies and gentlemen? How about the question, how, how much quality is in your list? How about the question, how many people open your emails and how many of them click through to the links that you've provided? That's pretty much going to tell you if your list is any value. It doesn't do you any good to send out 5,000 emails if only 100 people open them. I know somebody says, well, out of those 100, if 10 buy, I've made myself X number of money. Yeah, but you've also denigrated your credibility. You really have. You've reduced your credibility and authority. Because again, if they get the same type of email all the time, pretty soon people are going to close it off. I know the black hat marketers say, who cares? You just get another one. Well, ladies and gentlemen, very few solid, rewarding, financially rewarding, long-term businesses were built on that premise. Just a few thoughts for a Wednesday. Um, like I said, I'm by myself today, and I have, um, it's, it's, you know, I am to blame for that because uh, we were out looking for our dog, and I didn't get a chance to remind people about the show. I uh, hope we've left a few ideas with you today. Again, you can uh, drop me an email anytime, chuck at youcanbuild.it, chuck at youcanbuild.it. I'd like to close with uh, an example of something that's working. A good friend of mine, I've mentioned him def before, James Strauss, a young man I had the pleasure of hiring back in 1970, is a prolific writer. I'm prejudiced. I like his writing. I like his ability to tell stories. The beautiful thing about James' stories is that they're almost all personal experience fact-based. I'm not saying that... The, in other words, what he's done, he's taken an actual real experience in his lifetime or the lifetime of those that he knows well and turned it into a very interesting story. And almost all of his stories have a moral. And I'm, not using, I'm using that word in a broad sense. There's a message in all of his stories, and he does it very well. I talked Jim into starting a website. It is James Strauss Author. Dot com. That's uh, J-A-M-E-S-S-T-R-A-U-S-S, -S, lots of S's there, jamesstraussauthor.com. And I also encouraged him to turn it into a membership site. 
because there are a lot of people who like to write and tell stories, are having a hard time getting their information out there, getting people to read, and so on. So this site, the membership site, will not only be a place for you as an interested reader to listen or read well over a 100 stories, and we do have a couple volumes of a novel. It's a five-part novel that will be on there. And there will be other perks, uh, great discounts uh, on Amazon for his printed products. But more importantly, we're going to have a forum in this. James is going to have a forum for, for writers, for people who who have this dream, this, this burning desire to, to let their word be seen. Now, everybody does it. We know there's all, but there's a little bit of tricks. There's a little bit of ways of, of applying persistency. Um, because again, I'm not interested in everybody reading what I write. I'm interested in those who I am writing for to read. Uh, so Central Colorado just joined us. Oh my gosh, is that Phil Sanko? I wonder if that's Phil. Just at the time I'm about ready to bail, is that who's there in Central Colorado? Should I? There, who's that? Is that Phil? That is correct. Uh, yeah, I just that's a good guess on my part, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Been a while, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been following you on Facebook. Great, great news. You're doing well. You're. Uh, Social media uh, consulting business is growing well. People in your neighborhood are realizing the power of local marketing and utilizing social media locally. So Definitely. Every, anybody <laughs> in the, in the, anybody in the whole state of Colorado or surrounding states, be sure to look up Phil Sanko on S-A-N-K-O on Facebook. Get to know him. He's got a lot of great stuff to share. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing excellent. Good, good. Good. I was just closing actually. We tonight was we were all set up ready to go and our dog could not be found. And this is our rescue dog, you know, Lacey, you've seen her picture. She's been with us four months and she's a hunter. And sure enough we found her underneath a neighbor's house. She had a cat uh, absolutely cornered. <laughs> really? Oh well, I, hey, she climbs a tree. I mean I she'll climb a tree after a squirrel. I mean just like that. She's a little Rus- uh, Parson Russell Terrier, which is the precursor to the Jack Russell. And she's quick as grease lightning and turn around and she's gone. And uh, anyway, to make a long story short, we were panicked because what what you conjure up is all the worst, right, Phil? I, I mean, you're, you're going through the neighborhood, you're calling her name and you're thinking the worst. And the more you think the worse, the worse it gets and the less you focus on what you're there for. So I use that yeah. as an example tonight is I should have just focused on the fact that, okay, Lacey, you're somewhere, you got an animal treat, you're having fun, we're going to hook up real soon, you know, try to, but, you know, my wife and I were panicked, there were tears in our eyes. And and that, that kind of clouds the ability to, to get the job done. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know. But anyway, she's home, and I was able to start the call on time, but I didn't let most people know that we were going to be on, and I've been rattling off my own self here tonight, and I'm glad you stopped by. Uh, I was just sharing with the group the website that my friend James Strauss, the author, has put up, and uh, it's probably it's an interesting concept. We're turning it into a membership site. There will be examples of his writing and audios for free, but the meat and potatoes are available only to subscribers. 
And also there will be a forum and a discussion, and we'll have hangouts and private sessions for other people who want to learn how to effectively market their writing. You know what I mean? And actually how to write to, to be published and, you know, utilizing all these tools. Everybody does it. But James has his unique way. Everybody has a unique way, so it doesn't matter that other people have done it. There's still a market out there that will probably follow him, right? You're not the only person in central Colorado doing what you're doing, are you? <laughs> uh, no, not not at all. But, um, dude, I will say, Chuck, uh, <laughs> there's a, there are a lot of entrepreneurs and startups coming into Colorado. Oh, yeah. Great. It is crazy. I know it's a hot, <laughs> like, hot market. It's a. Uh, it, it is. I mean, it, it's weird because people are calling it like the new Silicon Valley, and, and it's it, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, people coming here, whether that's for the uh, legalization of some plant or <laughs> other reasons. Well, you, you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of reasons why people move to California. People are moving to Colorado definitely not for the weather based on this winter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But but no, I mean there's I, I don't know. I I hate to I don't like anyway, the East Coast <laughs> has a mentality that is truly stifling. Because in order to succeed on the East Coast in most cases, you have to be lockstep in in line with the old guard, okay? Uh, you don't see a lot of innovation on the East Coast. I'm sorry, it's just not there. We get West, we have a Western tradition. Colorado is a Western state, and it has Western traditions. And Western traditions have been pretty much based on the fact that, yeah, I can do it. Don't tell me I can't do it, I can do it. And I think what you're seeing is you are seeing a migration of millennials and the next generation, was it the X generation, Phil, of people who are a little fed up with that East Coast mentality when they realize that there is uh, uh, a little bit of, you know, uh, swagger out there in the West. And I'm in California. Uh, We've lost our attraction. We have the weather, but we've lost our attraction because this state is just absolutely pitiful. I mean, it's a cesspool of lack of self-reliance. I mean, it's a, it's a, almost as bad as New York is. As New York City is as a nanny state. Um, the governor of, of Mr. Moonbeam has has successfully. Do you realize that the water in the state of California belongs to the people now, and the office of the governor or the state can dictate to you at home on the well on your property how much water you can use they didn't build they didn't they didn't dig the well you understand yeah it's it it that is crazy man okay now here, here here's uh, for the lack inter- of words <laughs> yeah well phil here here's the point my wife and i were talking about this the other day there's three ways that the devil or a bad guy, bad people can control a population. Water, food, and education. And if I can teach people and how air and air and air, yeah. But you know, it's pretty. They're going to be. It's going to be pretty hard for them to control that. Okay, I know. But um, 
we we know that we no longer teach the ability to think. And we also know that if anybody knows how to think, they cannot be subdued easily. Okay? So if we want to subdue people, we take away their ability to think. And that's what the education system has done since we formed the Department of Education. Um, And then this water and food. And all of these things applying, California is an example. Yes, we have a drought. We have a drought. That's true. We've had droughts since I've been living in California. You know, we've had a couple of droughts that I remember. I was a farmer. You know, I remember those things, okay? But the fact that there are literally tens of thousands of acreage that provides food for the United States that won't be planted in, in the state of California this year because of water control, the water control is that they are sending the water out to San Francisco Bay to save a non-endemic, which means it's not a native, smelt. Because an environmental group said if we don't keep the river flowing out to the bay unimpeded, the smelt might die. Well, guess what? Nobody uses the smelt. Do you understand? It wasn't originally from that place. I'd like your opinion on this, and I don't want to turn this into any type of political type of thing at all mm-hmm. anyway, but I, I, I really would like your opinion on this um, just because I've read a few articles last two days. As far as water goes, mm-hmm. um, you know, like I, um, I'm very pro... <laughs> I'm pro fracking. I'm pro uh, that type. I'm pro oil drilling mm-hmm. locally. Um, because I think our country needs it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, what really hurts me is that they do use a lot of water mm-hmm. for that type of thing, and they're doing it in California where there's a drought, and I just... Well, they're not fracking in California. Oh, I, I have no, I, again, yeah, I'm not an no. expert. I thought, I just read an article on the interwebs, right. and God right. knows if it was true or not. <laughs> well, it, 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 what's interesting is I, I now I'm, I'm not an expert on this, but the total story isn't being told because yes, you use water, okay, but that doesn't mean that that water's all lost. That water can be reused. See, they, they never tell you the rest of the story, Phil. And and and, and and that's the thing, and, and I totally agree. With you. I'm glad you said that because. But again, um, I do, don't don't take that to gospel because I don't have all the facts <laughs> in front of me. Well, no, but no, you're right. But um, I think there's well, I don't know. I argue, <laughs> or I debate. I, I should say I debate people. Um, but you're right. It's not lost, and there's a lot of information that's not presented to people that are unaware of. Right. You know how many, and especially how many, how many regulations the oil drilling industry has. Mm-hmm. Um, my, you know, my wife's dad does that type of thing, and if you saw his office huh. for the amount of paper, physical paper that's required mm-hmm. to do to drill one well, not even a very deep well. We're not that's talking much. We're not talking like middle of the Gulf. We're talking like right. middle of Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, um, yeah. Sorry, I don't want to take this. No, that's, uh, it's it's a good. I I personally think that's a a interesting topic, because 
it did bring up a point. I made a statement. I'm not an expert, yada, yada, yada. But I do know that every one of these issues are under in, they only present the information that is a hot button. They don't tell the rest of the story. An example in my life was we uh, drill gas wells where I live in Northern California, okay? Been doing it for years. And when you, you, you do use water to drill gas wells, and they end up with a product, they put betonite in there to, to keep the drill uh, lubricated, okay? And betonite is mixed with water, and what happens is you have betonite coming out of the well, and somebody has to haul that away. It's a waste product, okay? Now, what's interesting is I dug a pond on my farm to farm vegetables because our water only came every two weeks and some vegetables need water more than every uh, 10 days, excuse me, okay? And also there's other vegetables that only need water every two weeks. So I wanted to control my water, right? So I dug a pond. That was easy to do. Well, I filled it and the water immediately went away, right? <laughs> And yeah. I was, you know, and then my neighbor said, oh, no, you got to go down at the road and talk to the well driller guy and let him dump the betonite in your pond, which sealed my pond. You see what I mean? That's, that's cool. So, so in the betonite, all I paid for was trucking. So here we took a byproduct of drilling and used it for a beneficial purpose because this allowed me to grow 20 acres of vegetables, which supplied our local markets 365 days of the year of properly grown vegetables. Tomatoes, and, and, right? And, well, and broccoli and cauliflower in the winter, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, sweet corn, melons, tomatoes, pickling cucumbers, uh, tomatillas, you know, everything, all right? Now, so, you know, but it was our family, like my wife and the kids and I, and so we were, we had the little store, and yes, I had one couple that worked for me, Maria and Martine. We were partners. We weren't, uh, you know, I, they were paid for their services very well, but we worked together as a team. You know, there wasn't anything that Martine and Maria didn't do that Shirley and I and the kids didn't do. <laughs> they were willing to be out there at 5 o'clock next to our sides doing what we had to do. So the... So using the betonite, you know, I'm elaborating here, but the betonite, which was a waste product, was applied on my property for no detrimental effects, only a positive effect if they weren't drilling the gas wells. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, betonite yeah. wasn't available locally, I wouldn't have had that option, that economical option. Does that make sense? Hmm. Yeah, oh, interesting. No, I, I think it's really interesting. So you use a waste product yeah. to to create something that, man, where did you even figure that out? That's cool. Yeah. See, and, and here, here's the other thing. I, I'll share this with you, and then I'm, I'm going to have to go. But when I married Shirley, I was raising pigs because I, I learned that eight sow could pay my mortgage. You know, the produ production of eight sow a year could uh, so I, in my little barn, I had a, a cement aisle where the pigs were, were growing, the growing pens and that. And I was growing vegetables, so I had a lot of surplus food. And then we fed them grain and things. But you, for pigs to pigs are very clean animals if, if you want them to thrive, you see. And so I constantly flushed 
these cement uh, pens, and there was a trough. I, I'll tell you someday how I built an automatic wa- a flushing system. And that water went through the trough out in the back, and behind the barn was a sump full of pig manure water, right? Well, that pig manure water, when I irrigated, was pumped back into my underground irrigation lines, which ended up where, Phil? Right in the veggies. Thank you, sir. (laughs) So my pigs, who were making the mortgage payment and providing food for us, and we sold the 100-pounders to the Oriental Market in San Francisco, uh, their waste product helped us farm more efficiently to That's provide genius, food man. for our neighbors, you see. <laughs> That's awesome. But a lot of people don't want to hear that. You know, I mean, that's not the you know, thing. They go, I don't, want, I don't want veggies that were made. Or, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, it, it's water. It's, a, it, it's water. I mean, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't pure manure. You know, it couldn't have been pure manure. Otherwise, I couldn't pump it. But it had, it had nutrient value. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, anyway, that's 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 crazy. That that's a cool story. Yeah, there's this is what always bothers me. I, I did write it. Did, did you read my little blurb on GMOs? Yeah, yeah. I, and and that really you know created a firestorm. It really had a lot. Yeah, of I, I did. I did see that. And and, you know, and, and and here was the point of the article, which everybody missed. I honestly believe Chipotle made a huge mistake. Their marketing department got the best of them because it is literally impossible for a restaurant in the United States today to serve 100% pure non-GMO food. Well, that's not true. It is true. Unless unless it's a... And the only reason I know is because <laughs> I have a friend who owns a very expensive extremely high-end, tiny little restaurant where mm-hmm. you go in there and you spend mm-hmm. $300. Okay, does he sell pork? But they have their own farm and they... Okay, they're they, raising their own animals. They, they, have their, they have their own animals and everything. Okay, okay but let me, let, me, let me mention one thing. And they, and, they, and they create their own food, which ultimately you're right in the sense of Somewhere, not, but they try as hard as they can to right. feed their animals food that is not GMO. But realistically, you're right in the down the line somewhere, some animal was fed GMO. Well, no, it's <laughs> not what they're fed. It's not what they're fed. If you read what the United States USDA and that group, that, and I, I quoted that article. Yeah, I didn't see that. Sorry. Genetically altered does not mean what people think of Mon- what Monsanto is doing. Yeah, Be- no, because when when, when we bred when we bred uh, bell peppers forty years ago, we were changing the DNA of those bell pepper plants, seeds, and reproductive organisms to give us a the proper all the benefits of a bell pepper that we wanted, a thicker skin, a longer, you know, I mean, all the things that we were breeding for. Now, yes, part of that was selective breeding, but we also altered, okay? Not anything. So almost every bell pepper today, I don't care if you grow it organically, that bell pepper has been genetically modified. 
No, and that's true. And you you want to know the uh, you know like I, I I would consider myself kind of anti GMO, not necessarily uh, you know, but uh, here, here's kind of the hypocrisy of of, of me. Um, my grandfather he made a lot of money, mm-hmm. uh, or a good amount of money, mm-hmm. and how did he make it? He owned he. He became the owner eventually of a chemical plant mm-hmm. that that may or I shouldn't say chemical plant. Really, it was a food plant, but it was chemically lots of chemicals and stuff involved mm-hmm. that made cows that made food for cows mm-hmm. that made them grow bigger and fatter. Right. And so I can't like hate on anybody. But, but see, really, now, let, let, let me ask you a question. Of what benefit to mankind was that entrepreneurial venture? I mean, they're probably still using it. He sold yes, it. And, and they're, they're, it created jobs, correct? Oh, absolutely. It created uh, a better... He employed, a better, he employed 700 people. Right. It, it, it created a better beef, which lowered the cost of beef. Do you realize in the United States this is still the lowest food cost country in the world? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, for what anyway. we get, you know. Yep. So, if people, <laughs> no, anyway, we could go on and on and on for this. And and I am against my first business. We formed the first integrated pest management company in the United States. Okay where we went out and we showed people how they could grow crops efficiently with high yields and not have to use as much pesticide as they did. In fact, in many cases, none. The only thing it did take was a step up in labor and and uh, 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 application, okay? Time and energy. Yep. And and so, so I'm a champion, and, and I was one of the first quote, ecologists, you, you know, I mean, these words weren't even around then. So I'm very <laughs> pro-green, uh, if you want to call it. But what I can't stand is all the phoniness in this green business. It's Absolutely. pure, unadulterated marketing, and these people, Chipotles, could give a squat less. Because they can charge an extra 30 cents or a dollar or but, whatever but the point, it is. My, my big point was somebody is going to come along go to their restaurant, order some food, and walk up and file a lawsuit because this is not a 100% non-GMO plate. Yeah. And they're going to win. And they're going to win or they're going to sell out of court and make a lot of money. Yep. Because it's phony baloney bullshit. Now, (laughs) they could say, they could say we are predominantly non-GMO. We don't purchase non-GMO. I mean, Hey, don't they sell tortillas? Yeah. Don't they sell a lot of tortillas? Yeah. What's in that wheat, you know? No, the <laughs> corn. Mostly corn. corn. You can't hardly buy. If you're growing corn for tortillas, you'd be hard-pressed finding any seed that has not been genetically modified. Not the way, again, not the Monsanto method, but, I mean, purely genetically modified in one way or another. Yeah, yeah, in some way, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't believe in, in, you know, having people forced to eat crap food. That's not my point, you know. No, not at all. Anyway, we're entrepreneurs, Phil. You're going to do well. I'm going to do well because we care about the people we're doing with, 
And it's because we believe in ourselves. And we're not afraid to tell people we believe in ourselves. That's right. You know, and that's what makes you so lovable, Phil. <laughs> hey, glad, glad I could hop on tonight. Sorry, uh, it was hey, towards the end. Do me one favor. Here's your advertisement for today. Here, here's, here's what I'm going to ask of you, and I really appreciate you being here. I would like you to go visit a passion of mine now, James Strauss, author. That's James, and then the second word is Strauss. So we have two S's back to back. And gotcha. Strauss is spelled S-T-R-A-U-S-S, author.com. Got it. I want you to read some of those short stories. They're about 10 minutes apiece. I want you to listen to some of the narrator's stories. And then I want you to look at the headline or, or the navigation bar that says membership, because pretty soon this is going to be a membership site. There will be free stories available and free narrated stories available, but primarily we have well over 100 short stories that have been written that need to be published, okay? All right, I'll check it out for sure. And, and, and I want you to leave your comments, because remember, every time you leave a comment, Phil Sanko's backed by your personal website, Correct. Gotcha. And you can leave a comment WordPress, you can leave it Google+, you can leave it Facebook. But more importantly, I want you to get back to me privately and see what you think about this membership idea, because we're also going to have forums and free webinars for the members on how to get their stuff done. Uh the, the, All right, the, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'd be happy to. And, 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 and you, you're going to laugh when you see the cost, okay? You're gonna okay, cool. you're gonna freaking laugh when you see. Them. But you know what we decided? Every time I've done something absolutely free of value, it wasn't appreciated. And 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 so we decided to make this quote a membership. And this is no phony upsell downsell. It's all laid out, man. You can buy it monthly and quit any time. You can pay an annual fee, and we're going to send you an email before your subscription's up. Or you can pay a one-time fee and be a lifetime member and have lifetime access to everything. <laughs> That's cool. I like that idea. Yeah, Do check it out. Know. Check it out I'm and actually, get back to me. I'm actually working on a product myself. Okay. Um, you know, similar type of thing, membership website, but uh-huh. I'm glad you brought that up, like saying, hey, it's either monthly this or lifetime right. membership. That's, right. that's cool. Thank right. you for saying that. Okay. Hey, thanks for coming by, Phil, and, and uh, let's chat on Facebook and give me a call anytime at home. Yeah, will do. Okay, talk to you later. All right. Have a good one. Bye-bye.